Kamenetsky Brothers Podcast, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, ESPN LA. Uh, it is trade deadline day, Thursday the 8th of February, and the deadline has passed, Andy. And quite whoa. frankly, whoa, the Lakers were right in the middle. They were, uh, they were part with the Cleveland Cavaliers of the day's big action. To review, the Lakers ship out Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. to the Cleveland Cavaliers for Isaiah Thomas who, as you may have heard, Andy, wasn't getting along with LeBron. Uh, Channing Fry. Did you see, by the way, I, LeBron throwing shade at Isaiah? They say after the he game wasn't, with, but it sure he, seemed like he no, was. There's no, there is it no, like it to me. There's no question he was. He, LeBron hits this game winner uh, last night, the night before the Wednesday trade night, deadline, right. Wednesday night against the Timberwolves, and he high-fives, chest bumps, hugs everybody Except Isaiah Thomas, security guards, who is, people in the front row, he everybody. Was, he was high fiving and chest bumping like Jimmy Butler, mascots, Carl Anthony Towns, everybody. like all these guys Tom on, on the Wolves. Like he he was finding retired Wolves to go up to him and chest bump with them. Isaiah. Isaiah's just like tugging on his jersey. He's stare at one point. He is staring over Isaiah, not just because there's a foot difference. It's because bleep off, kid. Right. So that wasn't working. Um, the cat is on the net. Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry, and a first-round pick. Cleveland, Cleveland's first-round yes. pick. Wasn't the Nets pick. Let's not go crazy here, people. Um, so the Lakers get Isaiah Thomas, Channing Fry, the Cleveland first-round pick in exchange for Jordan Clarkson. It'll be somewhere Nance. in the 20s. Somewhere in the 20s. Um, and, uh, obviously for the Lakers, this is a, this is a massive deal. Both really, really for what it does moving forward. Cause you know, it's, it's, KCP, Brooke Lopez, these are numbers. Channing Fry and Isaiah Thomas, as big a name as Thomas is, as big a name as Lopez is, they are unlikely to be here next year. We'll talk about, the bag. We'll talk about what uh what it does for the team this year in a little bit, but this was designed like the other trades to create flexibility for the Lakers going forward in a way that didn't really cost them a lot of assets and that's the goal, and that's what the Lakers did, and they did it, I think, about as well as you could. You sacrifice Clarkson, who in my mind is the most replaceable of their kind of high-productive young he players. He also seemed to the young player that was most likely to end up getting traded at right. some point. You, well, anyway. look, I mean, if the Lakers were going to try to sign anybody this offseason, his contract was probably going to have to move, and it's the easiest one to deal. And then Larry Nance, who is... A, a guy that ever, everybody likes, Larry Andy, there's no question, but. And he's a legit rotation. He's player. ex, yeah, he is. He's a good player, but he's also the, the guy with the lowest ceiling, I think, of, of all of their kind of core young guys. And you can increasingly throw Josh Hart in there. You know, Josh Hart kind of becomes a, a, a slightly shorter version of Larry Nance, I think, in a lot of ways. I, or a slightly stronger version of Jordan Clarkson. Right, either one. Uh, he, Not even he, slightly stronger. No, much Josh Hart is a and, and, force. And obviously, too, you know, the, the belief that they have in Hart makes it easier for them to get rid of Clarkson. Very, very they, justified belief, yes, I might add. He's played great. He's and been so, terrific. When you look at it, I saw it, you see it, and you're like, okay, wow, the Lakers are trading Clarkson. Wow, it's going to Cleveland. What are they getting back? And... I, I like it. I I there's not a lot to complain about here. I think, I mean, well, people will find reasons. There, there's no question. I think they did a great job today. I mean, the, the flexibility, Brian, that they, that they've created for themselves moving forward and the amount of options that they're going to have as far as 
having more assets to make deals, as far as having more space where they, where they don't have to start always thinking about hoarding it, you know, where they, they have a little more flexibility, I think, to potentially commit to players this summer. You know, they, they, they just have more ability, you know, whether you're talking about retaining Julius Randle, whether you're talking about giving a two-year deal to the type of role players that they've been previously completely unwilling to ever commit to, you know, I think they just give themselves more options. No, there's no question. And I like yeah, that. There's no question. They can actually try to build a team. They can. As opposed, as opposed to just purely hoarding every single inch of cap space because they're star ethic. They and that's always well, been an issue that you and I have had. But here's the thing. They can. Um, and the question is what they do with the flexibility. Because let's start here. I mean, Rob Palenka, I asked, basically asked him this question. Um, you know, what is that balance between? Because like you say, and, and, and they were very clear, Rob, Rob Palenka, Magic Johnson, very clear today, speaking to the media, that it, it's not just we can sign two max free agents. It's not we've got the space now and they, they can. If they renounce Julius Randle, if they stretch Luol Deng and, you know, Tyler Ennis and some of the other Flotsam and Jetsam on the roster, they have enough money to do that this summer. If, if LeBron and Paul George can come, they now have a pathway where they don't have to do anything that other people sort of control. They can make the space. They can sign Paul George and keep the rest for next summer. They, they can do all these things. Um, but the kind of team building you're talking about, obviously, if they sign a role player to a three-year deal, even if it's a good young role player that makes a lot of sense, provides shooting, whatever it might be, obviously that changes the yes. math for 2019. Yes, it does. And so I asked Rob and Magic that question today. What is that kind of balance between um, playing for, you know, the, the, figuring out which path you want to take? Because ultimately what they're trying to do is get to elite players um, how do they balance that stuff? This is what Palenka said. I think with confidence, I think uh, the way Irvin and I have both you know, run our business and lived our lives is you operate in a position of strength and confidence. We have a very clear belief in what we want to accomplish. And let's face it, in this league, you can't have an elite team if you don't have the elite players. Yeah. So that, can, that has to be the strategy if you want to be elite. So it's, and I followed up, like, you know, also I said, ultimately, whatever you do, whether it's absorbing a contract in a trade, uh, you know, for extra draft picks or whatever it might be, uh, uh, picking up a, a free agent, whatever it is, whatever they do, is that ultimately everything designed to the end game of it, of elite players? And he said, absolutely. And so what I think is going to be fascinating to watch is how do they get from point A to point B? Is it? waiting on the big swing where you save the space for Jimmy Butler, where if you spend any money, you can't get Jimmy Butler. Or, like you say, do you absorb Kenneth Fareed's contract next year to pick up another draft pick and you know you can flip that draft pick for you know with a couple other things to bring in a there are so many options that they have and what gives me confidence at least is these guys haven't the the, the evidence they have in personnel stuff. They've been good, you know. Sure. They, they they turned the draft, the second draft pick they had. They bumped back. They got Josh Hart and Thomas Bryant. They the the free agents and the, the the players that they've sort of found or whatever. They've done good work with this stuff, I think. And so, if you believe that they'll stay competent and won't just get focused on free agents, the big ones as the only path, 
as a Laker fan, you feel good. If you're worried about the star bleeping, as you said, then they're just going to punt on this summer into next summer and the summer after that. Look, it, it remains to be seen what they'll do, and and I'd be lying, Brian, if I if I said that I'm completely confident that they would you know equally weigh all options. But it does make it easier knowing that you already have Clarkson off the books. Like it becomes easier to start thinking about a more nuanced way to do this when you already have that bit of math out of the way. It it just becomes easier now, right? You know, and, and like Paul George can be. Let's say he decides to leave Oklahoma City. You have enough space this summer to sign Paul George and keep Julius Randle, who. In this market, I mean, Lou Williams signed with the Clippers on Wednesday. I think three years, eight million bucks, eight million bucks a year. If that is where the market is going to be kind of depressed to, do you think it's crazy that Randall could sign for four and sixty, fifteen million dollars a year for no. a guy who is going to, you know, is averaging no, I, nineteen re- and ten this month? Not really, because I always thought he'd end up, you know, twenty mil max, fifteen mil at the lowest. Like I was picturing about a right, seventeen. So if you get if you 18. get him and 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 Randall on a fifteen million dollar deal. It, well, this is easily look, tradable that's, for a that star. That was the point exactly. I was getting at. And, and something that I hope the Lakers keep in mind when it comes to the J.J. Reddicks of the world, whether you're talking about literally J.J. Reddick because he's going to be a free agent this summer or just other high-end role players, if we've learned anything this year between Blake Griffin getting traded six months after he signed a deal that everybody thought might be untradeable because of the injury history that reared its ugly head this season, Mm -hmm. or Victor Oladipo getting moved before the Renaissance, you know, when everybody just thought, oh my God, OKC won this deal. Hands down. Just, Just forget the Paul George of it, just because they got off Oladipo's money. If we've learned anything, it's that a lot of these deals are more tradable than we may think, assuming the player brings anything to the table. Luol Deng is untradable in large <laughs> in large part, not just because of the money, but because people don't believe him in a, as a player right. anymore. It's it's Joe Ju- Noah, it's Luol Deng, guys Rand- like that. If Julius Randle costs $17 million but plays the way he did this year, you can retain him because you can move him if you need right. to. And teams, by the way, like you, if you're looking at 2019... Teams like, say, the Timberwolves, if they think Jimmy Butler will leave for whatever reason, they're going to have to look at a Julius Randle because they're not going to get free agents to sign up. Right, on and their if own. you want, and if you want to replace a, a same young thing with player, the Spurs and Kawhi with Kawhi Leonard, right, if he's it, going to leave. You know, LaMarcus, you want young players, you want expiring well, contracts. Well, LaMarcus but if you want a player, is the first free agent that right. signed with the Spurs in God knows how long. Right, you want a player if you if you have to take a player, and a lot of times people just want. The cap space, they want the flexibility, whatever it is. But if you want to take a player back, you want a guy who's in his early to mid-20s who seems to be on a trajectory where he keeps getting better. And, you know, I don't think people who listen to the show, uh, Andy, I think regularly know what we like about Randall and that we're we're big on him. We would both be pretty wary about losing him. Yeah, I, I, just, I might. My thing with Randall It's hard is, to replicate what he does. 2019, right, 2019, it's just... His flaws are so obvious and they're so out there. But the stuff he does, well, it's a little like Lamar Odom. You, it's so easy to see the stuff that makes you frustrated Mm -hmm. that you skip all the other stuff that's just super productive. But after you get through, let's talk about, you know, forget this year because this year's actually kind of a crappy free agent pool once you get past the elite, the three elite guys. 2019, you know, who are they talking about? It's, it's Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, Clay. 
Well, we seem to have a pretty decent source inside the radio station uh, who who says all day long on the air, off the For air. For people who don't know who we're talking about, it's, it's Michael, Michael Thompson, right? Who works with us? Clay's not going anywhere. Okay, so once you start getting past those guys, the second tier, I don't know the list. And Michael has no filter. Michael would love for Clay to play yes. here. But you know, once you get past that, um, the second tier guys, how many of them are going to be better than Julius Randle? I don't think very many, and most of them are going to be a lot older. Yep. So, you know, and I think what I hope to see, and I'm increasingly encouraged by the, the way the front office operates, is creativity in how they keep building it up. It would not shock me at all to see the Lakers do versions of the Jeremy Lin deal mm-hmm. for somebody like Kenneth Fareed next year, who Denver's really trying hard to get off the off the uh, off their cap. And so heading into the season, if the Lakers pretty sure LeBron and aren't coming, okay, we'll take Kenneth Fareed for a year and a pick. Because eventually when you want to trade some of these guys you don't want to have to throw in your own pick. You don't want to have to throw in. If you have two or three extra picks that you gain, now you don't have to sacrifice Brandon Ingram or, or, or if, whatever or, if or that whoever pick, it is. If that pick that goes with a theoretical Kenneth Fareed trade coming to the Lakers, which, by the way, it's just so people are clear, we're not saying this is going to happen. No, but, I'm saying, but it's the type sure. of trade that could because Ty- the type he's, of deal. he's the type of contract a, a good Let, team. Let's say, like they, let's to get say they end up using that theoretical pick on a player. It's a player that's good. All of a sudden, the Lakers have a lot of young players. They're not going to be able to keep them all anyway. Right. And again, it just turns into assets. And and this this used to be, you know, when the Lakers were winning titles, obviously the upside of that was the Lakers were winning titles. Or they were always in that championship contention. But the downside was they had precious little assets because they got rid of all of them. Mm-hmm. Getting there, and you know, it was and it was a sacrifice. Completely worth it. It was a sacrifice worth making, but at some time the bill always comes due. And I have to say, the Lakers have done a pretty good job paying off that debt pretty quickly. Yeah, and they, well, I mean, part of it is that just they. I was, I think, I was tweeting with uh, uh, Jerry Soriano of Forum Blue and Gold today, who pointed out like the you know the which second round pick. Like this year, the Lakers have a second round pick. It's not their own. Their own goes to Orlando. Uh, because they never had to give up that last pick. Remember when they got Lonzo? Mm-hmm. When they kept the pick last year, not only did they keep their pick uh, to get Lonzo, it turned the last one into two second-rounders yes. to Orlando. So the Lakers have a Denver's pick this year or something like that, and you stop and you're like, A, they've done it really well because they've drafted extremely well, which, by the way, makes you really encouraged to say, okay, I like that this group has another pick in the I 20s. was just going to say, I mean, the, so, like, the odds just, that they can use a 24th pick to find somebody as good as either Jordan Clarkson or Larry Nance Jr., you feel good about because you watch them do it, it every year. Right, or, or find a, a fill a need, whatever it might be. They, th- Man, they th- so they, they not only do they do it through competence, they got so flippin' lucky. Well, or, well, yeah. they didn't get lucky. <laughs> they did not get <laughs> not, lucky, Brian. Not lucky, per they, se. They did not get lucky. The league, as... I have continually recklessly speculated has fixed several years of drafts in a row as a way of making right the basketball reasons hashtag never forget you make your own luck when they when they veto the Chris Paul deal (laughs) because it was both the right thing to do for the Lakers and the right thing to do for the league corruption and altruism are often the same thing so basically I mean and we'll we'll get to who they who they actually got and what it means for the rest of the year here in a second thread of the needle (laughs) Please. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, 
if you say how to Santa, for the, your reaction to this trade is essentially a litmus test on what you think of the front office because. As we've we've had moments of criticism of what they've done, but their, their mistakes have been mistakes of messaging, and or overzealous messaging, right? But but, but and, and communication of not really thinking. Stop far saying ahead. players' names, Magic. For example, <laughs> just there was stop. a funny moment. There was a funny moment where that came up today, where Magic was like kind of put in a position where uh, you know uh, he'd be almost tempted to talk about other players, and he took both hands and clamped them over his mouth. It was very funny. Um, but they've been mistakes of like not understanding what the messaging of this summer would mean for this season in terms of giving guys angst, mm-hmm. putting pressure on Luke and all that stuff. Their actual transactions and stuff like that have been good. And it, so if you believe in that part of it, I think you should have confidence in the flexibility and, like Rob says, operating from a position of strength and that they'll use it in a way – whether all at once or in in increments to get this team back where the Look, people want as to go. somebody who has been openly you know openly truthful about my concerns with this front office the lack of experience collectively with the people at the top i have to say a day like this does a lot to make me say you know what they're going to be okay yeah so they're going to uh, be all right. right let's look quick at, at who they got um channing fry We'll start with the the smaller piece first. Channing Fry, uh, actually, think could be pretty useful. Well, you remember Brian? Last week uh, we were talking about potential fake trades, and the fake trade that I came up with was, and I got this maybe about a quarter right. Uh, fake small trade: the Lakers and the Cavs. The Lakers send Corey Brewer to Cleveland, mm-hmm. help them a little bit defensively, bring for in a veteran Fry. for Channing Fry. And so, you know, Luke was not committal to having his former college teammate. Oh, you, you mean future person. member of the coaching staff? Right, it's or uh, Spectrum Sportsnet. I mean, you know that they're already going to have Channing Fry sit in these meetings. <laughs> I mean, just you went to Arizona, you're hired, right? And so, you know, he's he is uh, he's going to have to play a little defense. Luke said, although the numbers on Fry are better than you think. He's a good team defender. He could help them. Like yes, it's going to be good to see what this lineup. He hasn't shot the ball well this year, but let's assume Fry does. He's been in and out of the rotation. Right. That's not. It's if not easy some, for shooters. If you get regular playing time, it's going to be helpful for the Lakers to see what things look like with shooters. Even if Fry isn't the shooter, is going to be here next year. No, or just the any, year any shooter. Yes. Um, and so he could help, particularly if Lopez gets bought out. And I, I wanted to ask that question, and I didn't have time. Um, but should something like that happen? So I mean, yeah. look, even if he doesn't, he could be their backup center. Yeah, I mean, either could. way. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, because there's more playing time open in the front court now that Larry's gone, that Nance is gone. Exactly. I mean, some of that, I suppose, could go to Thomas Bryant, but but you never know. There, the point being, there are opportunities for Fry to play. Right. Fry might play, he might not, but it doesn't really matter. Um, I hope the, he does though, because I, I think that skill set could be helpful. Although, if I have to choose between Thomas Bryant and Channing Fry, I'm going to take some floor time for Thomas Bryant. So would I. Um, Maybe there's a way both can get out there. The second part is Isaiah Thomas, and this is the one that I think has a lot of people talking because, you know, what was it? Is it three years ago or four years ago that both of us were like, you know, Isaiah Thomas really wants to come to L.A. Yeah, and uh, like, was, I want to say it was 2015. Right. Okay. He really wants to come here. He seems to not cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they should go get yeah. it. But instead, before he broke out, instead it was very much ha cha cha. <laughs> Who wants to join the Lakers? Lamarcus, Lamarcus, come be a star. Have you ever had sushi, Lamarcus? We've got 
dames, LaMarcus. Um, and they missed the opportunity. Have you ever watched a talkie, LaMarcus? <laughs> Picture it, LaMarcus. You walking down Hollywood Boulevard in the evening. Um, and so. Boy, that could be taken a lot of different ways. <laughs> stars to the left of you. Well, I was just going to say. Stars to the right. A lot of uh, nefarious things happen on Hollywood Boulevard after a certain hour. Well, yeah, the, the, not the seedy parts, <laughs> the parts that have been gentrified, <laughs> where it's okay if you walk down the street at night. Stay west, <laughs> Marcus. Not too far east. That's when it could get ugly. Don't go past the Palladium, LaMarcus. <laughs> and we wouldn't recommend going too far south either. Just just stay near Hollywood and Highland. It's safe there. Never pay in advance, LaMarcus. <laughs> Ha-cha-cha. Um, but anyway... <laughs> This was our last podcast. Have you heard of Shake Shack? <laughs> Hamburgers. Yeah, it's gone far enough. Anyway. damage done. Instead of Isaiah Thomas, they got no one. <laughs> and now, of course, they have Isaiah Thomas. And as a player, I no longer want him. Um, I, you know, I, I respect... I was having this conversation with somebody. Was, we were sitting, and Nate Robinson was at a game the other night, and I was just looking at Nate Robinson. It was like five one, and I'm like, "Do you have?" I mean, I'm just thinking, like we were talking about, like how good you have to be to stick in the league as long as Nate Robinson did at five foot two, <laughs> whatever he is. Yeah, Isaiah Thomas almost did he win a scoring title? He was second last year, whatever it was. He made an All Star team. He is my All NBA. He's been all. He is my size. Yeah. That is insane. And so you always pull for guys like that. But now he's 28 or 29. He's getting a little older and he's got a bad hip. Uh, <laughs> sounds like my mother. You know, it's like, <laughs> right down a, to being he's short. A, he's got a short with a bad hip. It could be mom. <laughs> um, and so now, you, I mean, you don't want him. There's no earthly way the Lakers should, should think about signing him to any kind of long term deal. And. The risk of having him here, theoretically, is he sucks up energy from some of the younger guys. Not worried about it. There's already some, though, controversy over whether or not, like, Aaron Goodwin, his agent, sent out, like, he's not coming off the bench. Well, Magic reiterated today, Lonzo's his starting point. Well, look, this is how you win the battle through semantics, Brian. We don't know when Lonzo's going to be back, so Isaiah Thomas could very well be the starting point guard. He's going to start on Saturday. Right. Winning the first game he can play. He's the starting point guard. Until Lonzo's back, but technically they fulfilled their promise to Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I understand because, well, look, I mean, we'll let them explain it. Um, you know, this is Rob. You know, both of those guys were asked today if Lonzo and, and IT can play together. I think the other thing you have to realize about Isaiah Thomas and Lonzo Ball is they can play together. Yeah. Lonzo's six seven, long arms, exactly. is one of the elite point guard defenders in the league, so he can guard ones, twos, threes, and... I think there's going to be points in the game where they have heavy minutes playing together. Mm-hmm. Isaiah's probably yeah, Isaiah's probably more of a natural scorer. What he was second in the league in scoring last year, or top, you know. So that's his bread and butter is to score. So those guys can play together. It's if anyone that's painting it as an either or yeah. just doesn't doesn't really understand the game. Taking shots at people, shots fired at idiots uh, from Polinka. But he's right. I mean, those guys. There's no reason those two can't play together. Um, because particularly since Lonzo is such a low usage point guard, uh, low usage rate, it does though kind of get in the way of like if you wanted to see a hypothetical lineup of 
you know, send KCP to the bench and you put Lonzo and Ingram together in the backcourt with Hart and Randall and Kuzma sure. and run that. Isaiah is going to have to sit in those situations. So I mean, exactly. this is, this is, my, and I already put this out at Cam Brothers on Twitter. I would really caution anybody from overthinking what the presence of Isaiah Thomas means on this team because I've seen a lot of reaction with people overthinking. He wants to start. I'm sure he does. If they tell him, no, you can't start, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because he's too easily solved the problem. Like Cleveland had a problem with Isaiah Thomas keeping him on the floor because they had to. They had to justify the deal. Right, they tried so you, Kyrie Irving right, for him. You have to play him. You don't have to play him at all if you're the Lakers. And if it gets if he, too chirpy, cut him. Cut him, sit him, tell him, you know, tell him your services are no longer needed do this the, season. The Joachim Noah thing where you send him away. Right. For, he is and yeah. first and beyond that, Isaiah Thomas is not going to do this because he needs every single minute he can spend on an NBA floor to prove to the rest of the league before his next contract I can still play. And then in the meantime, He's not going to take away any minutes from core guards. They still need to fill up Jordan Clarkson's minutes. Correct. It, this is going to be fine. And and if he plays well, and the Lakers actually have to make a decision, like you know what, should we maybe bring him back a year? That's a good problem. Well, I to think. Have. I, I think the yeah, worst thing that happens is he plays well. Right. I mean, that's you, the absolute worst thing that could happen. And you know, you I don't know what the rules are. Maybe you sign. I don't. But if he, but he's, I, I think if he's what, a problem. He's too easily right. solved a problem. And I think the, 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 the most likely scenario in which Isaiah Thomas is a Laker next year is if he finds that the market for him next year isn't very good and he decides to come back here for one more, right. one year. Yes. And the Lakers basically give him a KCP type deal, pr- probably for a lot less money. Oh, than there's no probably for way um, less. And only after they've been like, okay, we're looking around. We, okay, we'll, we'll do IT for a year and then, you know, maybe sure. trade him I mean, if he's playing well. Th- there had been, you know, the talk, and it came really from Isaiah Thomas about the Brinks truck, you know, for this upcoming free agent. It's not happening. I mean, I don't care if he plays out of his skull for the next twenty-five games. Isaiah Thomas is not getting that payday. He's Does just Brinks not. have a sedan. Like you could, if the truck, the truck backs up for now for Paul George, filled with money, like a like a like a Mini Cooper. You just sort of enough money to fill up one of those. You I would say a that. motorcycle sidecar. That, you know what? Which, by the way, you could stuff a lot of money. You could stuff one of a those. lot of money in there. You and I would take. I take that. But I'm just saying this. This is too easily solved a problem. I'll say it again for people to worry about. Yeah, I agree. There's there's no downside to this at all with Isaiah Thomas. He's just these people, these guys. When you get into these situations, Channing Fry, Brooke Lopez, um, to a lesser extent KCP, because they actually signed him. Um, they're all they're numbers. They're not people. And it's a kind of a cold way of thinking of people, but that's that's what they are. These these guys are numbers. Um, hopefully, I mean, my God, if the Lakers are willing to sit Luol Dang for what he's making, you don't think they're going to sit Isaiah Thomas on an expiring deal? Uh, in this, I, I, I had asked this question before. Uh, Ramona Shelburne reporting that Brooklyn has wants to stay with the Lakers for the rest of the year. Still time for that to change, but if it holds, teams hoping he'd be surprised. available for a buyout will be disappointed. I'm not surprised. That was, it was a possibility, right? But he, but he's from here, and in theory, his minutes aren't going to be drastically reduced, especially because the team wants to play well down the stretch to look attracted to free agents, and Lopez is playing well right now. If he keeps shooting the way he is, they need that out there on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's he's close to Disney World. He land, is. Whichever. I mean, like, if, if Al Horford had got like a really bad injury, or like, he was the type of guy. 
Lopez is so specific. He's the type of guy that only goes somewhere to replace a play, re- replace someone who kind of does what he does. If Jonas Valanciunas got hurt badly and Toronto was like, you know, we need a real legitimate big, he'd be a buyout candidate to go up to Toronto and play for them, something like that. But that didn't happen. Um, so it looks like the team that they have. Sit down. <laughs> the team that they have is the team that they're going to run with. Uh, for the rest if of the I had year. to guess, I don't think KCP gets bought out. Either. No, I don't think I so. Could picture, I, could pi- I could picture Poor their Brewer. minutes going down. Yeah, I, I could picture maybe Brewer if he like wants to actually play down the stretch, something like that. But, but yeah, the, nobody, I mean, the somebody would pick him up. But the the Corey Brewer market isn't necessarily. Speaking of which, too, by the way, uh, people talking about Isaiah Thomas. You know, would he want a buyout if he doesn't end up starting or whatever? Isaiah Thomas is not He'd taking a buyout. Insane. He's he's already losing the expected money he thought was coming on the next deal. He's not going to take less Plus, money on top of that. I mean, you, you in a buyout, he can't afford. Now, I I don't know what was going on in Cleveland. LeBron is hard to play with, and I get all that stuff. He can't afford to look like a pain in the ass. No, right he cannot. Um, that just, I mean, I mean, because if he gets benched, for example, because Luke thinks he's playing selfishly, and it's just obvious he's playing selfishly, thinking about his numbers for his next deal, and he gets benched after the season he had in Cleveland and his health concerns. He's costing Again, himself five nine with a bad hit. Right, he is costing himself millions, millions of dollars. No, um, so I actually think he's going to probably try to be the best teammate possible. I think he's going to be. A, I think he's going to play as hard as he can defensively. Look, I mean, I, I do feel a little bit. I mean, he's clearly not at a hundred percent yet, and you know, it's a Lakers, lot like what happened with Dwight Howard. Right, the Lakers may benefit from being able to maybe bring him back for. Uh, I mean, he's not signing long term. They'd be nuts to do that, but for a year at you know, nine or ten or twelve, thirteen million, whatever it might be, that that wouldn't necessarily. Uh, be a terrible outcome. Uh, looking around the rest of the league, a couple small deals. You know, the big one was Blake Griffin, which we talked about last week. You know, Emmanuel Moutier went to New York. That was kind of interesting. Take a flyer on him. Uh, Denver's been trying to clear out a little room and, and some Well, the, the other half of what Cleveland did. Um, right, but that's what I'm saying. The, the, the more interesting stuff is Cleveland went nuts. We saw yes, they did. Ben Lyons, you know, our friend who uh does some work for Turner is is in is in in Atlanta. So he saw the the Cavs checking in their he hotel. Is in and at is hard to say all at the same in, time. In Atlanta. Yeah. Well, is just, in Atlanta. Right there because the at feels right. like part of is and <laughs> in and you're not used to using all of those at the same time. Too many. Um and he said he saw the Cavs checking in their hotel. It was like three dudes. <laughs> that was it. Um they flipped six guys off of their roster today. And they brought in Clarkson and Nance, obviously, Rodney Hood, and uh, who's the fourth one? George Hill. George Hill. What makes this kind of fun for the Lakers and Lakers fans is, in theory, the Lakers helped Cleveland get better this year by giving them Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance. Help them get younger by giving them two young players who can... LeBron can say, okay, these are guys who are going to kind of replenish us, give a little more athleticism, a little more spark, and all that stuff. The flip side is, Cleveland, in theory, helped the Lakers clear the space that they would need to steal LeBron. Yeah. So it's it's kind of, whatever happens this summer, the the fallout of this trade is going to be kind of a side deal of the whole thing where people look at it and say, in the end, if LeBron comes here, and you, know, and you know what? They're going to beat. They're going to beat up. I mean, everyone will beat up the Cavs over this because it's just too easy. The reality is, their attitude was, 
if he leaves, he leaves. We need to make sure we do what's best for us if he's out the door. I think it was, it's that, but I also think it was also a common, it was, it was that mixed with, we need to do what we can to keep him. Because we've seen how this movie ends if LeBron leaves and it's not good. But we need to do our best to protect ourselves without, too. Right, without going totally crazy. That, that's what I mean. Right. They, they, they did what they thought was best for them. And in the service in of the trying ser- to keep right in the service of trying in the service of trying to keep him, but you know, it getting Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. for a team that really needs to get younger and more athletic. If if the cost of that is clearing theoretical cap space for LeBron to leave to that team, then they probably think right, he's leaving whatever. anyway. Right, and so I think. It's, I mean, what if he leaves? What difference does it make if he leaves right. for the Lakers what, or for Houston? For Cleveland, the downside becomes if LeBron goes, you no longer have the option of just. Well, it becomes a lot harder to just tear it down, get way below the luxury tax, strip away all your expiring contracts and all that, because to get Hood, to get all these other dudes, they essentially used all of their expiring contracts to get it done. You know, to get Clarkson, get Nance and all that. So if LeBron goes, they've still got Clarkson for a couple of years. Nance doesn't matter because he's cheap, but you know, George Hill costs a little bit of money. They've got him for a few years. If they want to keep Rodney Hood, they have to sign him this sure. year. And so they're going to be committed to some money. It, it was, a t- it was, they're a, better today than they right. were yesterday. It, it, and it was a tough scenario any way you slice it because, you know, the, the complete 180 would have been to just do nothing and say, you know what, this team is a, and then sink- LeBron, you know, it's a sinking cesspool. It's not going anywhere. And then you know you're losing LeBron, but you really don't get any better anyway. Right. Cause LeBron has to look at this, Andy, and think to himself, you know, I love David Griffin. I was ticked when they let David Griffin go. Kobe Altman did, Kobe some, Altman did some good work here. Like yes, this, David Griffin, I'm not sure if you saw this. David Griffin tweeted out like congratulations to Kobe Altman on do, on what he did today. And so well, it's important to remember too. I mean, and now there's going to be all the, you know, inevitably the different stories that float out because the Cleveland's front office is unhappy. LeBron's unhappy. And there's been this bad relationship at the time of the. Uh, Kyrie Irving deal. A lot of people thought then too. You know what? Kobe Altman did a pretty good job making this deal with a gun to his head. A little bit, but you know, it's just like the, the all fall, things considered. All things considered, but the fallout. The fallout was, was well, <laughs> no, but bad. the fallout of the whole thing with Griffin, sure, was so bad. But uh, the point be uh, the point being, from LeBron's perspective, there's now two opportunities where he could say, you know what. This guy does a pretty good job making deals under difficult circumstances. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it ain't bad. Um, so, you know, so kudos to them. And it does change the complexion of the Eastern Conference because I, at the very least, you could look at what they have before and say, like, no team that's going to rely on Isaiah Thomas can possibly get better defensively. It's just not going to happen. Um, this group, you know, you add Clarkson, who's not great defensively, but he's better than Isaiah Thomas. Nance, it was no, certainly no worse than, you know, is, is comparable, I guess, to Jay Crowder in some ways. I think he's better. Um, maybe, uh, but, you know, it, he doesn't hurt you defensively. Rodney Hood's he's a pretty better, good Let me put it this way. He's better than Crowder this year. Rod, well, he's better, certainly, you know, maybe better offensive. He doesn't stretch, you know, Crowder doesn't even stretch the floor. Right. So that's part of the problem. But, you know, Rodney Hood can defend a little bit. Like, they, they got better that way, at least have a chance to sort of, and George Hill is a good team defender and all that kind of stuff. So, if nothing else, they've put themselves in a position where maybe they won't be a catastrophe defensively anymore. Um, I was going to ask any surprises, but really there weren't any for me as far as like teams like 
the Raptors or the Thunder looking to shore up at, and they didn't really do anything either one of them. I mean, the Raptors made a minor deal. Uh, they they traded for Malachi Richardson, as I said, a minor deal. And, they moved and Bruno, moved Bruno Caboclo, mm-hmm. who was uh, two years away from being ready to be drafted two years ago. <laughs> yeah, actually, I saw and is now uh, two years in. Is was, I, I think it was Dan Devine uh, with Yahoo, correct? Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he tweeted out. And it was very funny, like how sheepish uh, Messiah Jury must have been with all this stuff going, these major deals going on, calling the league office about the Malachi Richardson. Bruno Caboclo like, deal? Like, the league must want, like, not now, <laughs> not now, Messiah. Just, just, I know we have rules about when you have to file these just, things. This can wait. This is fine. We believe you. <laughs> Nobody's going to cheat. Nobody, no team is going to cheat so they can pull off a Bruno Caboclo, Malachi Richardson deal. And by the way, I'm always distrustful of anybody named Malachi after Children of the Yes, but uh, there's been a lot of speculation that teams like the Thunder or the Raptors didn't necessarily make a lot of moves because they think it's going to be a busy buyout candidate well, season. Yeah, there'll be a lot of people, but you know, people like Lopez may not be on there and whatever. But I am a little surprised Boston and Toronto, Washington teams that OKC okay, surprised me. But I'm, I'm just thinking, just in the East, particularly that could see some vulnerability in 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 the Cavs. Didn't do anything. Well, you know what? Maybe their plans were scuttled by seeing what Cleveland was doing. Maybe, maybe, um, or maybe it just wasn't out there. I mean, you never know. I mean, sometimes people confuse activity with with achievement, as mm-hmm. John Wooden would say. Um, and a lot of times, you make a deadline deal to say you made a deadline deal, and it doesn't help you. Um, so, anyway. hey, it was a fun deadline. I mean, it, just twenty four hours ago, Woj was saying he didn't think there was going to be any action. As I've said before, Andy, Woj doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> No sources whatsoever. I stand behind that assessment. Woj. Ignorant. Um, but I, I think if you're a Laker fan, you're excited about today because it's a validation of a lot of what they're doing. It's a validation of Josh Hart as a player to slide in and do what Jordan Clarkson does. I think it's a validation of what they believe in, uh, in terms of their core. And I actually think it's, if you're somebody who likes Julius Randle, Every time he gets past one of these it doesn't markers where if you wanted to stick around. And, like, Ma- and Magic, by the way, pointed out a few times that he's in this played press very conference well. that Julius has played very this, well. The extra 20-whatever million dollars that they now have access to helps. You know, it helps. So, you know, they could stretch Luol Deng, sign Julius Randle, and go get another. And again, be, like Options. we talked about before, the, the depressed market that everybody is expecting to take place this summer can help the Lakers, whether you're talking about other people they may sign, the mid-level guys, or just... Julius Randle not getting a crazy ridiculous deal. And I don't know exactly what his max is. I'd have to look it up. But, I mean. Well, here's the thing, too. Before we go with Randle. Well, I, I think, one more thing we have to do. Um, but finish your thought. But before Randle goes, that I that I think is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean not, not before we go, not Randle. Um, a little slip there. No, I forgot what I was going to say. No, Forget it. Couldn't have been that important. Um, I think it actually was. <laughs> I just don't remember what it was now. No, I was. I was. Did I leave the iron on? <laughs> I think I left my burners on. Uh, we would be. Remiss. Oh, I was going to say with Randall. Uh, now, because my my thought had always been because the Lakers seem so hell bent on two max free agents this off season, no matter what. Now, if the Lakers get put to a quick choice about Randall with an offer sheet. It becomes easier for them to right. make a move. Yeah. Because Clarkson's not I'd there. I love, because I, the one thing I will That's miss, I the one thing I will miss though is the option of them having to like very boldly and publicly renounce Julius Randle. I just like the, I like the terminology. 
It's very, it feels very much like an Orthodox family whose son marries outside the religion and like they all turn their back on him. <laughs> you are renounced! And like, you know, Rob Palenka can no longer acknowledge that Julius Randle is his son. I don't know who that is anymore. Um, so I just, I like the terminology and I will miss that. He'll tear a piece of fabric off his skinny, <laughs> his skinny blazer. Why is Magic still wearing black? Like it's, it's been in two years. Nope. Julius is dead to him. Um, so, uh, Magic was asked, they were asked if, uh, today oh, if God. if um <laughs> if uh luol deng <laughs> any progress any any activity in did they try to move him moving luol deng if there was uh the ability to do that this was magic's reply <laughs> we <laughs> no that didn't happen thanks so you, you want to make a move boy <laughs> no i think i think we want to say this <laughs> yeah uh, we wish that didn't happen and then they spent about four minutes realizing that probably sounded a little mean and then I mean, talked about his profession taken but it was like <laughs> yeah no that didn't happen it was a little too honest there for magic um but it was very funny it was funny um, so, you know, kudos to Magic for a moment of genuine honesty. Um, there were other things that we were hoping to talk about today. Just but don't fit the deadline was deadline just two today. bananas. Uh, we'll summarize one of them. Go read the Quincy Jones interview at Vulture because it's one of the things we're going to talk about, but we didn't have enough time. My God, that thing is bananas. It, it is one of the most amazing interviews that yes. I've ever seen. I'll put it this way: in the first first questions. He, about a hundred words in, he you know he basically has called Michael Jackson a a song stealer who didn't pay songwriters for stealing their stuff, mm-hmm. and that was about the seventh most interesting thing in the interview. Yeah, this, the, definitely seek it out. Um, so yeah, read the Quincy Jones interview. We'll try to get back to Ack um, next week. That was something else we were hoping to do, but uh, busy day for the Lakers, busy day around the league, and uh, we will be in next week as we head closer to the All-Star game. Thanks, everybody.